Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Lessons in Savvy Living. I'm your host, Sia Knight, and welcome to this platform in which we allow women to learn, to support each other, and also to inspire. So I am happy to have my guest today, Cheryl Fisher, who's going to share a very important uh, set of uh, lessons for us. Um, I am in the habit of, I don't say too much when I kind of uh, introduce my guests, because I want you to give the three most important things people should know about you, Cheryl. So go ahead and get started. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. And, you know, it's funny when you say the three most important things, my mind is going, what in the world would be the three most important things? But let's have at it. Um, first of all, I, I would say I am a natural born teacher. And so I have been a teacher. I taught math and economics. I'm a trainer in the airline industry, and I'm a teacher of healthy living uh, with my home business. So I seem to always have something that I'm teaching about going on. It's just my personality. Um, I live in Falls Church. I have two kids in high school and college. And uh, ironically, given our topic today, I don't really love to cook. I'll give mm. you that interesting fact as well. I make do, but I don't love it. <laughs> that is interesting because today's topic is organic eating, organic living, perhaps. I, I don't know how far you'll expand. But um, I think that is a very interesting fact because a lot of people, when they hear organic, they think about people who are just really um, hands-on in lots of different ways. And one of those ways is in the kitchen. So I'm interested to know if our topic is organic eating, organic living, what in the world is your story behind this? And what do you know about this, Cheryl, that you can share? Yes, absolutely. So if we go back a few years, I have to confess that I thought the whole organic thing, gluten-free, non-GMO, all these buzzwords, I thought it was all ridiculous. And I sort of was like, I'm sure all our food is fine. We don't need to worry. And then I decided that I would try some of the healthy living uh, things that my side business was producing. And I said, well, let me at least learn about it. I should be informed, even if I'm not going to, you know, really worry about it on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I started finding out things that were actually really important. And it's, this is the kind of topic that you can just dig into and dig into and it keeps going. And there's just repercussions uh, on a societal level all over the place. But <laughs> I started to feel healthier and have more energy and my skin was looking better and I was sleeping better. And so I just kind of said, you know what, maybe there is something to this whole idea of picking healthy ingredients. And that for our topic today is organic, but it also could be non-GMO, which is a, something that I think some people are really familiar with as a term and some people aren't. Um, so I just sort of gradually stepped into it, not having a great attitude, and then found that it was it was making a difference for me and for how I felt if I would eat things that were cleaner and less processed and more organic when I could, for sure. Well, okay. And so that's good, because my question as a person who has not embraced 
any aspect of this lifestyle. My eating is just as dirty <laughs> as you can imagine. Now, as we film this, as we tape this, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 um, pandemic, and it's, it's terrible. It's a sad time. And I'm finding myself eating even more terrible processed things. So that I'm, I'm glad that I have you here so that you can hopefully maybe <laughs> inspire me and maybe can you give me an idea of kind of what do we mean when we say organic, when yeah. we say non-GMO? And so what, is, what does that even mean? Absolutely. And I do think these are terms that get thrown around and we sort of kind of get it, but not exactly. Um, so non-GMO is sort of a, a, for lack of a better word, like a subcategory under organic. So I'll start with that one. So non-GMO means something has not been genetically modified. So it's not a genetically modified organism. And genetic modification is when scientists in the lab are taking plants and changing literally the genetic makeup of the plant. So right now our corn, for example, is, um, uh, has delicious. thicker stalks. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Delicious. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, pardon me. <laughs> so that's still true. Yeah. Um, but it has thicker stalks. So it grows in the field and it's more sturdy and they can get more per acre. And so there's a lot of scientific modifications being done to food. That's just one example. Um, and a lot, a lot of times it's in order to feed more people in order to, to um, be able to grow it faster. And all those things sound good, but the problem is our bodies don't necessarily know how to digest something that doesn't scientifically look like it originally did. Mm. And so we get sort of inflammation responses to some of those things. Um, but then organic means not only has a food not been genetically modified, it's also not been treated with any kind of pesticide, herbicide, there are very strict rules about farming practices, um, what you can use in the dirt, what you can use on the plants. Uh, and, and they're just making sure that everything is absolutely safe for consumption. There's nothing chemical that's been uh, sprayed onto the plants. And there's a little bit of an argument about whether that always matters because people will say, well, if you have an organic field next to a conventional field, some of that's going to fly through the air onto the organic field anyway. Mm -hmm. That's true. Probably less, but some. Um, people also sometimes will say, well, all of that, by the time you wash it off and you get it to the grocery store, it's, it's going to be gone. And some of it will be gone, but there's always going to be traces. And unfortunately, then we're eating traces of pesticides and that kind of thing, which the body, again, can't process and it can cause inflammation. So that's good to think about, Cheryl, because, I mean, just think about um, your fruits, your vegetables, or whatever you eat. And you're like, do you, how good do you feel about having just a hint of pesticide? Just a hint? <laughs> just a, just just a, a touch? Just a touch <laughs> of chemical with your tomato or whatever it is. Um, if we thought yeah. about it that way, I think a lot of us would kind of, would, would think twice, mm -hmm. especially I think now those of us who have not been as conscientious um, with the COVID scare that we're having, we're thinking about kind of what touches everything. 
So what that, touches that, That's food? a great point. Yeah. So I, I think this is a good time that if, if those of us who, like I said, have not been quite as careful uh, in the past, but kind of think about not just what touches your food in terms of the people and, and the different and having those types of germs on it, but also all of the um, the chemicals and all of the, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing to think about, and I'm glad you brought up uh, COVID-19, is the more we put stress on our bodies, the harder it is for our immune systems to stay healthy. So any sort of toxins from chemicals in the environment and the foods we eat is, is stressing our bodies, which we don't want, right? We want to be as healthy as we can be so that we're fighting off whatever it is we might need to fight off. So that's definitely a factor. Yeah. Yeah. So stress is definitely harmful to your immune system. So we're, we're already feeling this stress from the situation. So it's situational stress, but also we're also stressing our bodies by feeding it some of the, the not so good, not so natural things right. as well. Right. All right. So um, to stay away from that Rona as the people say sometimes in my community, then you will think about these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted to share with you one other thing. Um, the, the environmental working group puts out a list. I have it sitting in front of me. I don't have it memorized, but of the dirty dozen fruits and vegetables and the clean 15. And they update this list every year. And so I just looked up the updated version this morning. But what that means is on this dirty dozen list, these are the ones you really should buy organic if you possibly can. They really are very kind of permeated with chemicals and that sort of thing. And the Clean 15, you know what? If you don't want to spend the money, maybe it's okay. Um, and and do not, you have I, the list there? I do. It will. I think can you give me the top three of each one? I will. I was going to say I don't need to pencil. read them all, but I will send it to you. So Dirty Dozen, top three, strawberries, mm. spinach, and kale. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. And, <laughs> and, as I look, <laughs> note to self. Okay. Strawberry, yeah. spinach, and kale. Wow. Okay. So they're saying organic, if at all possible. Um, and then the clean 15, the top three are avocados, sweet corn, and pineapples. And I, I see a trend always, if you're eating something that has a pretty tough, thick skin to it, like a pineapple or a banana, it may not be quite as big of a deal because you're not eating that skin. Right. But strawberry, spinach, kale, apples are on the dirty dozen list. Those you're eating the skin potentially, so you want to be more careful. Yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy. Okay, Sorry. that's good. It's good to know. It's it's good to know. Now that we know better, we can do better. Right. Uh, because right. especially kale, because kale has had a a resurgence, or there, kale's PR person is on it because kale you has right. made a big big resurgence in the last few years so we're like oh i'm gonna get my kale but you better get that organic kale that, if you right. can i like the yeah. way that you kind of phrase that um yeah because something one of the stories that we tell ourselves is that you know i can't eat organic because it's so expensive it's more mm. expensive than than eating the yes, other food but you know what else is expensive going to the hospital uh, right. you know, and having, uh, not taking care of yourself can be expensive as well. So if you think about it that way, then 
that that could be a, a a shift that we can make when we go when when we go with our mask on to the hospital to the to the grocery stores. Right. Right. And I like to tell myself, you know what, I'm paying this because they've been more careful. It's it's harder farming practices. It's not quite so automated. Like, okay, I get it, you know, but it, it definitely does cost more to buy organic. So it's it's interesting. So some of the, the the money that you're not spending on getting your nails done and getting your hair done you and getting uh, all of those other things, going to the movies, those things that we love to do that we'll hopefully be able to do again soon. Yeah. Uh, take some of that money and put it in really caring about yourself. We talk about self-care and self-love and that sort of thing, but it can really start from the inside out, it seems like to me. And I'm talking to myself, y'all, so don't think that I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, oh. Nobody's perfect, right? I have it all together, so I'm going to tell you what to do. Now I'm like, oh, Lord, let me go ahead and get these organic <laughs> fruits and vegetables here. So. And, you know, something that's kind of fun to do, uh, especially if your kids will eat fruits, is to buy organic and non-organic sometime and let them try it or you try it uh you know kind of a blind taste test mm. because i do find that the organic often tastes better as well uh -huh. so it's inter it's kind of interesting to just try that experiment and it's interesting my um mother and my you know my grandparents and so forth they would always say that food tastes different nowadays yes. from when they were like really farming and they they'd get the food out of the ground um, it, a lot of the processes can can yes. change the taste. So I I think a lot of us don't even know what real food tastes like. And I think that's a that's a good point as well. All right, Cheryl, I think you've got me convinced that I'm going to go ahead and try to do a little bit better. Small steps, right? It it does make a difference. Small steps. And what you say is that um, it's helped your you said your skin. You felt better, and it. And really, now, is that real? Are you just saying this now, Cheryl? No, absolutely. Um, you know, the body is, it kind of starts from the gut where your, your main health and immune system is, but everything then, I, these are my terms, but everything kind of radiates out from there. So our skin is kind of a living, breathing organ. It's releasing toxins and you will find that if you stop eating things that are irritants for you, you're going to have fewer breakouts. It's going to look smoother. It's going to look brighter. So yeah, it absolutely does make a difference. Wow. Okay. Now the hard part about that is it's different for everybody. So sometimes you have to experiment and see what should I be eating and what shouldn't I? That's true. That's true. I, I also want to kind of put that out there as well. We're not giving a full, this is the disclaimer that mm -hmm. overall, generally speaking, we could say that organic is probably better, but if you're allergic, listen, if you're allergic to strawberries, Organic strawberries aren't going to make you not allergic to them. So don't let's use some, right. use some common sense people. So <laughs> I right. want to put that out there as well. <laughs> so this is an interesting thing. And also when it comes to organic, uh, you, you've talked about um, fruits and vegetables. What about also meat? Is that Great question? That's also a category that I've seen kind of, um, you know, you the cage, free and then they have the all uh, the organic and all of these types of things does that really make a difference so 
it does make a difference. Um, there are some smaller details you can also read on the package, though, that are still almost as good if you don't want to pay for organic. So with meat, for example, if you can find um, grass-fed, that's really, really important um, because a lot of times animals, cows, whatever, are being fed just a very strange mix of things that they wouldn't normally eat. Mm -hmm. And so even if it doesn't say organic, if it says grass-fed, pasture-raised, uh, those kinds of things, uh, no antibiotics, no hormones, that will go a long way towards having a pretty healthy meat product that's, that's going to be healthy for you to eat. Um, with eggs, eggs are very interesting because I actually uh, read a book about this a while back. There's a little bit of trickery going on with the whole cage-free thing. Okay. So you can have cage-free chickens laying eggs, but there still can be just packed into these small little areas that are really not healthy and really not clean, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so ideally you want, uh, oh, now the, the, the term is escaping my brain all of a sudden. Good heavens. Free range. Free range. Thank you so much. Oh, good. Um, see. <laughs> <laughs> see, you know this stuff. I, I know a lot of uh, things that I don't put into practice, but. I've heard that before. Well, yeah, so free range means they've actually been able to run around a bit and it does tend to be a cleaner environment and that's kind of, you don't want all that stuff around all the chickens and, and the eggs as well. So cage free seems like a good thing, but free range is a lot better. So hopefully okay. that's helpful. No, that is helpful. So cage free, it could be cage free, but it could be, they could be in a box, <laughs> not that a cage. Right. Technically not a cage, that's but right. it could be a, a condition that you would not want your food to be in before right. you consume it. Oh, that's very interesting. All right. So I'm a, I'm a believer in uh, taking notes. So I've got my pencil here. I've got the, the, um, Grass-fed, which is it's, it's very interesting because when we talk about meat, especially beef, um, there are different things on the label and people get confused and like, well, let me just go ahead and get this, what, whatever, because um, we don't know what's what, but I think that small steps, yeah. whatever those, those steps are, can, can be helpful. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And think of it as you want the animals to have lived as close to how they would naturally live, uh, if that makes sense. You know, being out in the field, eating the grass, having fresh air, that's going to create a healthier animal. You're not going to need to treat them with the hormones and the antibiotics and all that. And then if we're going to eat that, it's going to be healthier for us. You have given me something to think about, Cheryl. So this is, uh, this is good. This is good. My question to you is, if you had one lesson to, that all of this has kind of taught you and that you want to kind of give to the, the ladies or the, maybe gentlemen in the audience, people who are listening, what, what's the one lesson that you get from um, kind of or, organic eating, organic living? You know, you kind of alluded to it before, and, and that would be that sometimes it is worth it to spend a little bit more money for something that is healthier. 
obviously to the extent that you can, everyone has to kind of make their own choices, but that short-term expense can translate to long-term health, which is maybe avoiding just tremendous expenses over the long-term. So I, I changed my thinking about being annoyed about how it would cost more and just kind of realize, you know, within reason, maybe that's making a choice now that really does have long-term effects. So kind of keeping your eye on the long game. Yeah. Short term, you know, your pockets may be a little bit lighter, but like I said, um, as we're recording this, our, all of our, you know, our lives ha are drastically different than we would have imagined anyway. So maybe this would be a good time to institute some of the things that we've talked about. I'll go ahead right. and take a look at that. All right, the dirty dozen. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really <laughs> take a look at that list. So Cheryl, you, you've really, you've really helped us out and you've really educated us on healthy living. And I know you mentioned your business. What, mm -hmm. what is your, the, the online business that you do as well? So I have an online business with a company called Arbon, which is uh, a holistic, we say mind, body, skin, nutrition business. And so we have products anywhere from protein and healthy energy drinks and vitamins to skincare that avoids just thousands of ingredients that are often in skincare products because those do absorb into the skin. And so uh, I run that business online and it's a, it's web-based. So that is kind of the reason I started digging into this for sure. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like it's a whole lifestyle. It's not just mm -hmm. kind of like, Oh, I'm going to pick and choose. Now, if you're starting out folks, you might want to start to pick and choose. <laughs> you might yes. want to start with the eggs and also check out some of the, I've, I've tried some of those Arbon products and they're really, really mm -hmm. good by the way, just FYI. Um, so if somebody wants to find you and since you're in this online space, how can someone find you Cheryl? Great question. So I am on Instagram as Smart Girl Healthy, and also on Facebook, I have a business page that says Cheryl Fisher Smart Girl Healthy. So those would be two ways. Um, if somebody's curious about Arbon, I have a simple website as well. It's just my name, CherylFisher.Arbon.com. Uh, so those would be probably the easiest ways to start. Wonderful. This is great. So I just want to really thank you, Cheryl, because you have really educated me and inspired me to do a little bit better. And that's all we can ask, right? Just one step at a time. Absolutely. Especially now, you know, no one should be beating themselves up. Just a few things. Try something here. Try something there. Yeah. I love that. I love that um, because we already, we have a range of emotions happening and things going on. We don't need to add, oh, now I'm feeling guilty because I'm not right. um, doing, no, we're saying maybe try something. So yes. I love that. I love that. So that's it for this episode, everyone. Thank you so much to my guest, Cheryl Fisher, for joining me and talking about organic eating, organic living. And until next time, everyone, stay savvy. Bye.